Hey there, I'm Renee, a former hot mess shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke to debt-free minimalist, started a money-generating blog, and healed my marriage while being a homeschooling, stay-at-home mom. And I did most of this with nothing more than a library card and a prayer. Looking back, there is one thing I wish I had had a friend to share the journey with me who actually understood what I was going through. This is my hope for the Unstuffed podcast, to be a place where you can shake off the need to people please and where we can both show up as our authentic selves, even if we're still in yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if you spike your coffee. As always, let's keep this simple. Life is hard enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. So today's episode is kind of like, feels like a little baby brainchild of mine, sort of, because I had this idea Um, or this realization that I started to notice that a lot of people who were talking about minimalism or who I was seeing online preaching about minimalism or who had written minimalist books, it occurred to me that most of us had a major aha realization moment after some major life event or like a traumatic event that took place. So that got me to thinking, I wonder if this is true for everybody or the majority of people who decide to take on minimalism. So I went to a trusty Facebook group that I am a part of, and I polled everybody. I got over 200 responses, and of the responses, I was able to put together a list of top five things that I noticed that were responsible for creating minimalists in the group. Uh, And it was very interesting, and I wanted to take some time to share those things with you guys today, hopefully to just give you a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of perspective, um, and maybe some new ideas on how to begin applying minimalism to your life based off the lessons that these people had to learn. So the first major question is, does everybody have a traumatic event that triggers their minimalism or inspires them to attempt a more minimalist lifestyle? And the answer is obviously no. Some people just have that realization that, oh my gosh, I have too much stuff. I need to clear house. Or some people, you know, take a book, read a book, they see a course, uh, whatever it might be, and then they start decluttering to simplify everything. So it's not necessarily that minimalists are only formed from big traumatic events, which brings me to my next thing, which is, is what is trauma? So trauma is something that is being discussed more and more, which is so great because I think a lot of the older generations have this idea that number one, trauma has to be something catastrophically awful, like going to war or surviving abuse, things like that. Um, And also, 
I think older generations were never allowed to speak about or express their trauma. It made people uncomfortable. It's been something that we haven't been allowed to speak about for so long. And now I love that it's becoming more and more aware that you are allowed to have trauma no matter who you are, no matter how big, no matter how small. We all have traumatic things that we process differently, that get trapped inside our bodies differently and can truly leave a ripple effect on our life. So I want that to be said. That can be something as simple as a parent forgetting you at the supermarket can be very traumatic for a child. You know, it's so easy for people to grow up and think, oh, he doesn't remember, she doesn't remember that. They were just little, no big deal. Um, but that can be a very traumatic thing that of course isn't brought up in therapy necessarily, but can carry on with that child forever feeling this fear of abandonment or being left alone, that type of thing. Okay, so we got that out of the way, just had to clear it up. So let's talk about some of the traumas that led people to start a more minimalist lifestyle. So number one was loss of a loved one. And this was the case for me, I would say. This was a lot of where my minimalism sparked from. And it's losing a loved one and having this realization like of what really matters. So there were parents who had lost children who said after that, nothing mattered. They weren't worried about shopping on Amazon after they'd lost a child. You know, that wasn't anything that even crossed their minds anymore. You know, or for me, it was the loss of my dad that sparked um, the, the fire that became minimalism later in my life. And I had this idea, my dad was young at the time, was 43 when he died, and I'm creeping closer and closer to that age. And man, it is such a reminder that I don't want to waste my time, money, or energy doing anything stupid. And on top of it, you know, for me, my dad died from alcoholism. And I remember thinking, he let a thing take him away from me and my brother and everything that he ever wanted. My dad had things he wanted to do with his life and they didn't happen because of a, a thing, an object. And all I could think was he was in control of that. Like he, he had to pick up that bottle. He had to make that choice to drink that. And I get, you know, it becomes an addiction at a point, but that was really how it felt that, that he was controlled by a substance, a substance, an inanimate object. And that felt so frustrating. And it felt like something I decided I would never allow to happen to me. Of course, it took a few years before I realized that I, that I was allowing the same thing to happen to me just with a different addiction, you know, with overspending, with shopping too much. But the loss of a loved one can trigger that realization of how fragile and how precious and how valuable life really is, which instantly makes anything else significantly less valuable. The second one was a loss of a parent slash a family home. Um, because a loss of a loved one, loss of a parent is obviously similar, but a lot of stories that I heard, and I've actually, I know people in my real life who have shared this with me, that when their parents died or when they had to move their parents out of their childhood homes, they were faced with having to clean out decades and decades of stuff. 
Um, and these people, you know, were realizing just how much stuff there was. There's a point where there's memories you get to enjoy and cherish and then, you know, excess. And I, I can relate to this in the sense that I cleaned out my grandparents' house when they moved into an assisted living and I did their estate sale. And being who I am and I current, I don't think at the time I had a job I might have been in school. I can't recall quite where my life was at at that point, but I loved sitting there and looking through some of the things that my grandparents had. I loved seeing all of the stuff that they had collected and accumulated over their lifetime. Um, and it brought back a lot of memories for me. However, it was an entire basement, an entire main level, and an attic filled with stuff. And when you think about like the stuff in the attic, no one was looking at that. It wasn't serving any purpose. The stuff in the basement was stuffed away in trunks for probably decades. There were some things from my father's brother who had passed away when he was 19. And you know, my grandpa passed away when he was close to 80. So that tells you, I mean, that that trunk was very well sitting there for maybe 50 years or so going unnoticed. And while I appreciated seeing all of the cool photographs and um, memorabilia that was in that trunk, it went untouched for 50 years, just kind of sitting there. And unfortunately, um, you know, most of that stuff wound up Lord knows where. I don't know where all of the objects of their home went, but at the end of it, um, it wasn't anything they could take with them, not even to assisted living. You know, they, they chose the things that they wanted to bring and they left an entire house behind. And having that realization for me, I didn't see it as a burden, but it really made me realize how much we hang on to that we will be forced to let go of at some point. Um, which just makes me think, okay, well then I won't hold on to anything. Done and done. <laughs> that seems pretty simple. And that's kind of what I talked about in my last podcast episode with um, breaking up with the world, you know, breaking up with our stuff and releasing that grip that they can sometimes get on us. Number three was natural disasters. This is so heartbreaking. I think I am not downplaying the loss of a loved one, especially of a child, but we all will most likely face the loss of a loved one and the loss of a parent in our lives. Those are things that most of us will face, but having a natural disaster, something completely out of your control, just ravage through your home, whether, you know, they have, there were fires, hurricanes, um, like floods. Many people had many different experiences with different natural disasters that literally washed away everything. And these people found this immense gratitude for just having their life at the end of it all. And kind of this realization that um, they got to start over. It was a fresh start. And when you have a fresh start of everything you loved or everything, well, I don't want to say loved, everything you have was just taken away from you in a second. 
when you start over, are you going to start over with that same zealous zest? Like, yes, let's rebuild and let's make everything beautiful and perfect. And I want all the knickknacks again. Or do you think you're going to be like, eh, <laughs> well, that's the point. You know, I feel that I would imagine that's how I would feel if my home burned down. I don't know that I would even have the energy to rebuild the house. I don't think I would care what went into it. I mean, I don't want it to look like a clown house or something, but I would not put as much energy or emphasis into what went into this home if I had known what it was like to see it disappear before me, before my eyes in the blink of an eye. Um, so yeah, natural disasters was another one. And then this one I didn't see coming. Those, those first three were ones I had maybe heard about or kind of made sense to me. Um, the fourth one is thankfully something I personally don't have experience with. I know people who have, and it's, it never occurred to me that it could be something that sparks a minimalist journey, but it makes so much sense. And that is people who left toxic or abusive relationships. Um, similar thing to a natural disaster in the sense that you just want to get out with your life. You don't care about the stuff. You just want out. And it gives you that perspective, again, of what matters in life. What matters the most to me right now. And, you know, unfortunately, like, it makes my heart hurt. There was a story of a mom and her children. And she said she grabbed the kids homemade Christmas ornaments and a side table that was handed down to her by a grandparent, I believe. And that was all she took to leave her house, to get out safe, um, and to build a new life with her kids. And I love that's going to make me cry, you guys. Um, homemade ornaments, <laughs> you know, uh, I get that. And I feel like if there were anything I was going to, I would grab, it would be something like that. Like my children's baby books, just those sentimental things that no store could ever replace. Um, and I think, you know, having that experience of needing to get out with just your life and your, the lives of your children, who gives a shit about anything else, you know? If you really looked around the room that you're in right now or your surroundings, what would you take with you if it meant getting your family out safely? And I think when we have that perspective, it just makes everything around us seem so small. Like, you just want to start getting rid of it all. Like, I'm looking around my space right now and going, God, even the stuff that I do have, like, just doesn't matter to me at all. And then the last top thing that I noticed was um, depression, anxiety, mental health issues. So this is a growing thing these days. And I've done another podcast talking about how minimalism can actually help with depression and anxiety. However, what's crazy is that, you know, when we are depressed, the last thing we want to do is start decluttering and cleaning, right? Because we don't have much energy to do anything. Um, but I found... A lot of people said they were depressed or struggling with mental health issues. Um, or even like maybe they were given like a 
a diagnosis of an illness, so they became depressed from that kind of thing. And they wanted so badly to control only what they could. And in those circumstances, that was, okay, I'm going to control my space. I'm going to start cleaning. I'm going to start organizing. I'm going to start getting rid of things. Um, you know, again, like I said in my last podcast episode, Breaking Up With The World, I talk about um, controlling what we can, the serenity prayer. And decluttering is that. And I think that is partially what it was for me as well. You know, I am very open about that. I started my minimalism in the darkest times of my life when things were already hard and then they got harder. And there was so much that was out of my control. And in my acceptance of accepting all of the things that I was not able to be in control of, like my stepdad's terminal diagnosis, the loss of my grandma, the crumbling of my marriage, my son ending up sick in the hospital... There were so many things that were out of my control. So I just controlled what I could. And for me, that was getting rid of stuff. And, you know, it happened to coincide with all of those little traumatic events for me that made it even easier because I, I was controlling what I could with this realization that none of this stuff fucking matters. <laughs> Excuse my language, but I think you're feeling me on this. Um, at the end of the day, I think it can be so important to remember these lessons. I think all of us have had some sort of glimpse of one of these traumatic experiences, um, whether it was a really big thing that impacted us or just something that is on our heart that maybe spoke to you during this time. And I hope that you can learn a lesson from some of the people who had to learn bigger lessons than you. You know, God, I think that's such a blessing where we can go, oh, they are telling me that this is awful. I can feel the pain from their experience. I'm going to, I'm going to learn a lesson from them without having to experience it yourself. So my hope is that, yeah, this spoke to you in some way to maybe help you along your minimalist journey, put some perspective onto things. Or just maybe make you understand or respect a little bit more where other people might be coming from. Um, hopefully sharing some of this just sparked your heart a little bit, gave you some new ideas and other ways of looking at literally what is just stuff. Thank you so much for tuning into the Unstuffed podcast. I'm so glad that you were here. And remember, I love to hear from you guys as well. So please take the time to write a review so that each week I can read one of your reviews live on the air. And if you're not quite ready to be done, don't forget that you can head to reneebenis.com slash links, where you can access some of my free trainings and my free guides. You can also gain access to my programs and my trainings, including mini school. 
Thank you so much for being here. And remember, keep it simple. Life is complicated enough.